another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia, and today I'm going to be joined by a very special guest. We're going to be joined by the, the lead writer for the Spurs Zone, who is also my friend. His name is Jeff Garcia, and he's also a part of Fox News 29 and also News 4 San Antonio. And what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and recap a little bit uh, of the game that occurred yesterday, and that was the Spurs and Bucks game. The Spurs defeated the Milwaukee Bucks, and we're gonna. I'm gonna ask the question: What does this mean for the team moving forward? Have the Spurs officially, as everybody says in on Spurs Twitter, the Spurs have they officially turned the corner? I'm gonna go ahead and hand it off now to you, Jeff Garcia, and and let me know mm-hmm. what do you think have have the Spurs officially turned the corner, or they do they still need to show us something? I think they still need to show us something. Look, beating Milwaukee was huge. Best team in the NBA, best team in the East, uh, best record. Giannis, we all know the story what's going on with Milwaukee. Uh, but, you know, this is a Spurs team that has had some home cooking. We don't know how they're going to perform on the road. Regardless of where they finish in the postseason, they're, not, they're likely not going to get a top four spot, which means they're going to have to play on the road. Beating uh, Atlanta on the road was huge in the sense that it gives them confidence away from San Antonio. But that was a very depleted Atlanta team. Yeah, without Torian Prince, who got tossed, and they were without several guys with injuries. I want to see how this team does when they play against the big boys in their gym. Not the San Antonio AT&T Center, but in the road gym. I think then we'll see what the Spurs team is made of. Now, look, beating the Thunder, beating the Bucks. Uh, you know, coming back from the rodeo road trip, beating the Pistons, it's all good. Not discounting that. They think they needed this. This is a good, I would call this a more of a launching pad for them. I think they sprung off that launching pad in the right direction. They need to continue doing it. Now, there's a lot of things the Spurs did in the uh, game versus Milwaukee that can't carry over once they hit the road. Look, tomorrow they're playing against Dallas. But then again, look. They may face a Dallas team without Luka Doncic. We don't know if he's going to play. But, you know, the, the turnovers, uh, the production from the two All-Stars, the bench production, there's a lot to take from that win over Milwaukee moving forward. All in all, this five-game win streak has helped them hang on to their playoff spot. But with X amount of games remaining on the schedule, I need to see a little bit more out of this team. Yeah, you know, one of the things that the Spurs did really well yesterday is – they didn't turn the ball over too much for the game. Yeah. I believe they had what four turnovers versus the Bucks. Five actually. Okay. Five turnovers versus yeah. the Bucks who had 10, you know? So that's one, one area where the Spurs gave themselves a fighting chance. However, they did start the game a little slow. They did not look as crisp as they did in prior games. And not only that, it seemed like they were making a poor shot selection choices with the ball mm-hmm. in the beginning, you know, and especially in the first quarter when they were going down, right away where the Bucks got on them right out of the gate. It seems like they were trying to force the issue. They didn't really, couldn't really get any, any kind of rhythm. But then they settled down and they started relying more on their defense. The defense, I think, mm-hmm. is what really started getting them back in rhythm, started getting them back into the game, yeah. and, get, and it started giving them confidence. And then, you know, by the half by halftime, the Spurs kept it very, the game very close. And by the third quarter, I mean, from that point forward, the Spurs were just, you know, playing great, great team defense. And it just seemed like they came alive, especially in that fourth quarter. They were firing on all cylinders. They were playing 
decent enough defense. They got stops when they needed, and they got some help from Marco Beninelli, who was hitting some some key uh, three pointers, especially in that fourth uh, quarter. So that that really helped the Spurs. Overall, I'd say that they played a lot better. We we want to forget that first quarter, I think, Jeff. But beyond that, what did you think of the play as a team? You know, they started like I said, the game slow, but. What did you think of how they finished? How they finished was great. I mean, they pretty much won the game in the second half. Uh, 67 points in the second and third periods combined. You talk about bench production. The bench stepped up. You had Bellinelli hit a few threes and Patty Mills hit threes. They finished with 16 points each. But I like the fact that we got a steady dose of LMA and DeMar DeRozan throughout the game, particularly um, DeMar DeRozan. He struggled versus Atlanta in the fourth quarter. One of four shooting, zero points. Didn't even do an assist for the the final quarter. But with with, uh, DeMar DeRozan, he finishes with, what, 28 points, four, four, I'm sorry, four rebounds, six assists. He had two steals, 10 for 20 shooting. I mean, that's good. That's the type of production you need out of him. You pair that with LaMarcus Aldridge's, uh, what, 29 points? I mean, that's a one-two punch the uh, NBA and opposing teams are going to have to worry about. But I like how they finished. Offensively, they were fine. We know this. Defensively is what really stood out for me. For the game, they had six steals. And for the game, they had three blocks uh, versus the, the Bucks. Now, did the Spurs maybe catch a little break with the Bucks coming off a of back-to-back and getting to San Antonio very late in the morning? Or early in the morning, if you will. Then yeah, maybe they did. Popovich even admitted it. But hey, it is it is. It is what it is. That's the way the schedule is made out to be. But the Spurs took advantage of that and they didn't take their foot off the gas pedal from the at least from the second period on out. Overall, Joe, I think this was a very, very good win. It helps their confidence. They've beaten some quality teams of late, as I mentioned, the Pistons, uh, the Thunder. Now you throw in the the Bucks. That can only boost their confidence. Patty Mills talked about it. He even used the word uh, a boost to confidence following the game. Spurs got to capitalize this. They're going to face the the Mavericks uh, tomorrow night. They still got dates with the Warriors in Boston. They're not in the woods yet. We need to see how they finish out these last remaining games. Yeah, you know, the weird thing to me, though, is as well as DeMar DeRozan played, when I look at the final stat line, it says he was a minus 12 for the night. Now, I look at his turnovers. Yeah, and it's like, you know, he had one turnover, and I think he had three personal fouls. So I guess that's attributed somehow in the algorithm where they, the final stat line will say minus 12, minus or plus for the night. But I mean, 28 points, two steals, as you stated. He had one block, six assists, and four rebounds. And he was still minus 12 on the stat line. Um, I, I don't mean, to me, that just doesn't seem right, but I get why they yeah, did that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you, you, you. You throw in those uh, turn that one turnover, you throw off fifty percent shooting. You know, you know, there's that. Uh, you know, there's so many factors. You look, the, the plus minus isn't an exact sign as much as uh, people want to hang their head on it. Uh, I, you know, just the fact that he performed well for four quarters should just be a plus in anybody's yeah. book. Yeah, specifically for Spurs fans. But again, this was a team win. I really believe that. Say what you will about the uh, the performance of LaMarcus and DeMar. I mean, you get 12 points out of Bryn Forbes. You get eight points out of Jakob Pertl, also with eight rebounds, three assists. 
Uh, and um, you get the production out of Mills and Bellinelli, 16 points. This was a good, good win for San Antonio. But they got to play exactly like this the, moving forward, preserving the ball. They're only averaging 10 turnovers a game during their five-game winning streak. So they're definitely preserving the ball. They're making things count. And in particular, they're making other teams pay. You look at what happened versus the Milwaukee. The Bucks had 10 turnovers. Spurs scored 14 points. They got to continue playing like this, Joe. Yeah, you know, if they can play like this, I like their chances of moving up, actually, into that sixth seed because I believe they're only about, what, a game and a half, something like that, behind the Utah Jazz. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if we can get some help from the Jazz, maybe they have a tougher schedule than the Spurs do to finish off the season and the Spurs can continue to, you know, put together some wins. I like their chances of moving up to the sixth spot. I, I would like their chances better if they were the sixth or seventh seed versus them being the eighth seed starting the playoffs and having to face up against the Golden State Warriors. Because let's mm -hmm. be honest, nobody wants to go up against the Warriors, but the Spurs have yeah. beat the Nuggets. They have a better matchup, I guess, with the with the Rockets, should I say. And also the Thunder, the Trailblazers, and the Jazz. Any of these teams, I think the Spurs could actually give them a run and, and possibly upset these teams if the Spurs were to start the playoffs on the road. So I like their chances... Mm -hmm if they just continue to play the way they're playing. Now, the biggest question mark for me moving forward with this team has been how they play on the road. You know, they play mm -hmm. they play outstanding at the AT&T Center. I would just like to see more consistency on the road. If they can turn this thing around to end the season and get some wins on the road, I think they're going to, it's going to boost their confidence and they're going to be looking really good when the playoffs do start. Now, what do you have to say about the road woes for the San Antonio Spurs. I, I mean, what is there to say that hasn't been said? They they pretty much suck. Yeah. 12 wins away from San Antonio. Pick a category. They're likely to be worse off on the road than in San Antonio. Points in it, rating, rebounds, assists, turnovers. I mean, it's just bad. Um, I don't know if it's something between the years. We know what happened in the rodeo road trip. One and seven away from San Antonio. Not a good look. Uh that's that is still why many maybe fans or media don't think the Spurs have turned the corner yet, because of this. They got home cooking. They have a very home home uh, favored remaining schedule. They play a lot more games on the road. I mean, on the at home than on the road, and they're going to capitalize that. They've been doing that. They own what the second best home record in the NBA. Um, but at the end of the day eventually they're going to have to do it away from San Antonio. And that's going to happen in the postseason when it counts. They go to Oracle. If they go to the Pepsi Center, if they go to the Oklahoma City's gym, they're going to have to win on the road. And so far, that hasn't boosted any confidence because 12 wins doesn't equal a title team. 12 wins away from their gym does not equal a team that can go deep in the postseason. That is a big question mark in San Antonio moving forward. Yeah, you know, speaking of road, being on the road, the Spurs have an opponent in the Dallas Mavericks that will be coming up uh, tomorrow, actually. And it's that game's scheduled for a 7 p.m. tip. They're going to be facing the Mavericks on the road without Luka Donick, reportedly. You know, he's still, you know, saying, they're still saying that he's going to be out for this game due to a, a knee injury that he suffered. So, Given that, what are the Spurs' chances of getting a, a, a road victory against the Mavericks? Because the Mavericks, for whatever reason, they love to play this team tough. And it doesn't matter who's on the roster. 
they will go ahead and give the Spurs fits. What do you think yeah. about this game tomorrow? Well, look, uh, 10 out of the last 11 games between the Spurs and Mavericks have come down to seven points or less. That's how hotly wow. contested these matchups have been. Um, you add the fact that if Doncic does play, because right now it's just questionable, uh, you're looking at a guy in two matchups versus San Antonio is averaging well over 25 points per game and just has been wrecking San Antonio. Uh, when I look at this matchup for uh, San Antonio, it's, a good, it's another good win for them to pick up on the road if they can do that. If they do not have Doncic, Dallas is, that means the Spurs should capitalize on that. They did that versus Atlanta, a team that was out doing Deadman without Torian Prince because he got thrown out. The, the Spurs capitalized on that and got a win. The Spurs got to do that again versus Dallas tomorrow night. Look, a lot of that has to do with Derek White. You know, in the last few games, he's been on a tear. He's uh, upped his scoring average, his assist average, his rebound average, his steals, his block averages from after the all-star break. And he's been pretty much uh, MVP for San Antonio after um, the uh, all-star uh, break. Here's the thing, though. Dallas is it can pose an issue. Dallas has size. Dallas has the length. Dallas has athleticism. They got youth. We've heard this before. That's what's befuddled San Antonio. And more concerning is the fact that, yeah, the Spurs can beat the Bucks and the Thunder. They can beat the Raptors at home. But you play against the Knicks and the Suns, they go down to the competition. Dallas Ricker-wise is not, you know, going to make the postseason. They're not. Let's pause right there, Jeff, as we take a break, and we'll be right back. What I hope is that the Spurs don't play down to their competition. We've seen that versus the Knicks, the Nets, the Bulls, the Suns. The list goes on and on this season. Teams that the Spurs should beat, they don't beat. And that's an issue. The Spurs have to go into that matchup versus Dallas, uh, even with or without Doncic, more so without him. The Spurs should beat them. But, yeah, they, they got to play better on the road, and the first way to do that is not play down with their competition, as we've seen this season, Joe. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is you never know on the road. It's kind of like rolling the dice. You got a 50-50 shot. What team is going to show up? You know, and as of late, the right team has been showing up. And I just hope that trend continues. Like I stated, I think winning on the road is going to do nothing more than boost their confidence. And right now, this team is playing at a high level. And I'm sure that everybody, not just me, not just you, but all Spurs fans across the Alamo City and across the world for that matter, want to see this team play better. You know, because even in the beginning of the season, we know that they had issues with this, you know, with the new players joining the team. They needed to get used to each other. They They did not look like a a Spurs team that we're accustomed to because we're spoiled, I'll, I'll admit. But they, as of late, they kind of put things behind them and they've come together as a cohesive unit. And I think they're gelling just at the right time. And you know what's funny about this, Jeff? Me and you talked about this, I believe, before the season even started. And we had predicted that the Spurs were going to start the season off slow, that they might mm -hmm. not look like the team that everybody's expecting, but we needed to be patient and wait until the month of March and April rolls mm -hmm. around to see what this team really can do. And lo and behold, look what's happening right now. They're, they're coming together at the right time. So I think uh, you're you're going to be uh, coined the prophet or oracle now, uh, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be Woj anymore. It's going to be Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio. Oh, no, no, no. Let's <laughs> not go that far. But no, but I mean, it was just something that the Spurs are going to have. The Spurs knew, and I think fans were just 
overexcited. One, getting rid of Kawhi. You know, two, bringing a guy like DeMar DeRozan. At that time, it was DeJounte Murray yeah. was supposed to have a breakout season, but then he get he had his knee, he kept the ACL injury. Lamar Kassadra is coming off a great uh, season. So there was a lot of high expectations, but with so much roster turnover, what do you expect? The team needed time. Exactly. You know, and I think that a lot of these fans were ready to, you know, break the glass and push the panic button and call it a call it a season. You know, that's what we kind of heard on Spurs Twitter all over the place. I think I even I was guilty of like, man, I don't know, man, Jeff, this team, I, I just hope they can get things, you know, turned around. And sure enough, you know, they they're turning things around at the right time. So now, you know, we have the Spurs fans calling out Spurs fans that you were bashing the team and now you want to come out of the woodwork and be, you know, Spurs <laughs> fans again. I'm like, really, guys, we're going to be doing this. We do this every year, Jeff. It's comical. We yep. just sit back, get your bowl of popcorn ready and watch the fans go, go, ha you know, they're going to have at it. They're going to go at each other and call each other out. It's just comical, man. It's just that that nonsense needs to stop. At the end of the day, we're all fans. We're all rooting for the same team. If you're not passionate and you don't get upset with your team when they're doing bad, there's something wrong with you. You know, it can't yep. all, always be, you know, positivity, 1,000%. I'm a fan no matter what, no matter what. You can be a fan no matter what. But at the end of the day, it's okay for you to get upset and still, you know, cheer for your team. And that's what mm -hmm. everybody's doing right now. Because as I, I had stated in the other uh, podcast prior to this one, it just wouldn't be Fiesta without some San Antonio Spurs playoff basketball, Jeff. Yeah, and, and think about this too. It could be worse. Uh, the, the Spurs could have an owner like Nick's James Dolan who oh, wants God. to throw out play uh, fans for criticizing the team. In this case, for him, you know, uh, just heckling him because they think that he should sell the team and then call security on that fan to get him thrown out of the game. No, so he detained them. A, he it, detained the fan. Yeah, well, he detained him. Perfect. You know, all because the fan was just heckling. Yeah. Something that all players get used to, and even coaches and refs and even fans among fans get heckled. So it could be a lot worse. You could be living in Knicksville right now, listeners. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good time to be a Nick fan, you know, but yeah, hopefully the league will do something to finally make Dolan sell the team because let's be honest, out of all the NBA owners in the league. Dolan is probably the worst that we've seen in quite some time, you know, and I think Knicks fans in order for them to get back on their winning, to get back to the winning ways that they cherished, you know, way back when in the nineties, they're going to have to do something drastic, man. And if the league doesn't, yeah. you know, pull this team from, from Nolan or Dolan or whatever his name is, it is just going to be more of the same. This guy doesn't care about the team. Much the same way, I believe, as the Pelicans team is run right now. That's run more yeah. as, uh, I'd say, part of, you know, the Benson family out there. They're saying that they're yeah. just running that team because they want to use it as a tax write-off. Whether there's any merit to that or any truth to that, we don't know. But it, it's sad to see the, the state of teams because a lot of cities would cherish, you know, an NBA franchise, much like, you know, Seattle. I'd like to see them mm -hmm. get a franchise. So, you know me, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of getting off topic. But, you know, we talked about this before. It'd be cool to see an NBA team return to Seattle. I mean, they can't call it the Sonics. I don't think they would. But if they did, that'd be cool. It's kind of a, a retro jersey, you know, and a throwback to the heydays, you know, when 
you had Sean Kemp and, and Gary Payton. You know, that was something. So I'm mm-hmm. always for it, man. But regardless, we're here. We're now. We're looking at the Spurs. And they're going to be going against the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow. And then when they return, they're going to have a, a sweet little four-game homestand. So you're hoping that yep. this will actually help propel them up the standing somewhat. And, of course, we're going to need a little bit of help from, you know, some of the other teams in the West or even in the East, depending on, you know, who the Jazz are going to match up against. And, of course, you know, we want to keep Sacramento off our heels as well because I believe yeah. as of this show, the Sacramento Kings are about four games behind uh, the eighth yep. spot. So, I mean, things are, are heating and, up and, in the and West. The, and the Clippers, too. you got to get those oh, best yeah. Clippers out of the way as well. Clippers are what about I think a half game, but just percentage points yeah. behind us. I mean, we're we have the same exact record and our percentages are, are identical. I think we're like point five six seven. So I, I don't understand how the Spurs leapfrogged them. They they did some somehow and the standing it but probably due to some type of percentage points, but I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna complain about it. <laughs> so we're gonna just pray and hope that this Spurs team can really pull the things together and go as high as the sixth seed. That's what I'm hoping for. I know a lot of fans are, have these dreams of, you know, the Spurs hitting the third or fourth seed. I don't think that's going to happen because the Rockets are well in hand of their third seed right now. They're on an eight-game winning streak, and barring something catastrophic, you know, catastrophic happening, the, the Spurs won't make it that high. But a, a sixth yeah. seed is a realistic. It's something that they can finish the season with because there's only a handful of games left. So we'll wish them the best. But before we end this yep. episode of the Two Shots podcast, where can the people go and check out all the great co- content that you write for the Spurs Zone? Yeah, go to News 4 San Antonio, Fox 29 San Antonio, Spurs Zone. A lot of stuff there uh, for Spurs fans to enjoy, from the latest and greatest from DeJounte Murray and his uh, steps in rehab, to what Pal Gasol had to say regarding his video tribute he got uh, when the Spurs faced the Bucks recently. It's all there at the Spurs Zone. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. And uh, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs. Joe is a very, uh, very familiar with that show. I'm a regular. He's a guest. <laughs> yeah, he's a regular. He's a fr- very frequent guest. Um, just Google Lockdown Spurs. Subscribe. Listen. New one came out today as me and fellow Spurs Zone writer Derek Machen uh, spoke about the Spurs beating the Bucks as well as their five-game winning streak. Spurs, uh, yep, Lockdown Spurs, go check it out. Yeah, and so you can uh, follow us at the Two Shots Podcast across social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we're, it's all spelled out, T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S Podcast. And you can also check us out on the internet. We have a website, and it's at 2number2shotssa.com, where you can check out our family of podcasters who are part of the Two Shots Podcast Network. So for Jeff Garcia, this is Joe Garcia. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace.